0: You're listening to Hashtag No filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you in trouble. though. Oh, you? yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And right. that's your chronic state. That's <laughs> 24-7. My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives, I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered combos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. Have you ever had a coochie craving for Michael Darby? Haven't we all? JK, JK, Um, obviously, I've never had a coochie craving for Michael Darby. My coochie is like a fly trap, and it went like... Tongue back in and everything. There was like no way, Jose. There is there's nothing about Michael Darby that makes me want him to gobble me, swallow me, drip down the side of me, quick jump out for you, let it get inside of me, tell him where to put it, never tell him where i better be. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Sorry, Ashley Darby. Um, I was watching the Real Housewives of Potomac season seven premiere. I like Potomac. I think Potomac is good. Giselle stirs the pot. Karen always brings it. Mia, Mia's Mia. Ashley Darby. Listen, she always entertains like wildly shocks us but also entertains us so kind of got to give her some credit there i guess maybe sort of i don't know um hopefully you guys are having a good week sorry that this episode's a little late i know i normally drop these first thing on wednesday morning sorry guys i've been a little busy um just you know living life living my life but i do have a really good interview today if you liked last week's interview with brock davies and dave asprey from the the biohacking conference, I have another. We'll get into some of the tea. There is tea that we're that I'm going to break down first. But just know that. Uh, later in this episode, I have on Max Lugavere and Doctor Will Cole. Doctor Will Cole hosts the podcast "The Art of Being Well" with Dear Media, who also has podcasts with like Sheena and Ariana. I'm on Sheena Shay's podcast this week, Shenanigans. So, guys, be sure to tune into Shenanigans. Leave her a good review. Tell her how, how much he loves Zach Peter. Um, but yeah, so we we talk about some Beverly Hills stuff. We talk about some Kardashian stuff. Lots of good convo with Sheena. So, stay tuned for that podcast. But I have on Doctor Will Cole. He wrote the book. Um, he wrote ketotarian, the inflammation spectrum, and intermittent fasting, which I'm doing, or I'm trying to do some intermittent fasting. I started and then I kind of fell off of it. But anyway, he does a lot of stuff with like Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop. And obviously, all of his books are New York Times bestsellers. He has a supplement line. He's got a really fun Instagram account where he does really cute like health TikToks. He's a great guy. I love Dr. Dr. Will. And then I also have on Max Lugavere with Dr. Will. And Max Lugavere, he was just on Joe Rogan. He wrote the book um, Genius Foods. And I believe his latest book is called The Genius Life. He also has the Genius Life podcast. Pretty sure if you guys are into like the wellnessy type of stuff, you've probably heard of it. But we talk about um, it's not a super; it's not all just like them being like, "This is what you should do: eat an apple a day to keep the doctor away." But I asked them about Tom Girardi's dementia. I asked them about Teddy Mellencamp's All In program. We do talk a little bit about Erica Jane. I took two big health junkies and or health experts, really. I'm the health junkie; they're the health experts. And yes, we did talk reality TV and housewives and lots of really good stuff. So it's a fun convo. You're going to learn a lot. So stay tuned for that. I enjoyed it. Um, but there is some, some news that's been breaking. Oh, my goodness. So in Real Housewives of Atlanta news, Cynthia Bailey has just announced that she is breaking up with her hubby or has broken up with her hus- hubby. They've split. Mike Hill is Dunzos. So she confirmed her split from Mike Hill. I guess at this point we are over the hill, but on bump. But she, people started to catch on when she dropped her name from her Instagram account. And listen, that's how you know that it's real, right? When you drop the Instagram name, it's like, ooh, some shiznit is going down. Well, she also just released this week, um, or I believe this morning, a statement to E.T. Entertainment Tonight. Bryce Sanders, the one that published it, but people started to speculate after their second year anniversary came up and neither of them said anything or posted anything or like, oh, we're so in love. or renewing our vows. Sadly, it's ended and it's now been official. And they told Bryce, we is done so. Or she told Bryce, Cynthia told Bryce, we is done so. And listen, she's been booked and busy. So she's probably really over the hill. And she's like, listen, I ain't got nothing left to do, but live my life. They began dating back in 2018. So they weren't even together that long. They were only married for two years. Or, I guess the marriage lasted less than two years since this would have been their second year anniversary. But in a, in a previous interview back when they first were like dating, I remember she said that, you know, she couldn't make it work with Mike Hilde and she might be destined to be single forever. And I'm just like, same girl. Same. It's okay if we're destined to be single forever. It's okay. We, I love me, and you just need to love you, girl. Love, love, love. Haters are going to hate, 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 but I just love, love, love. Mm-mm-mm. And some other unfortunate news. I mean, obviously, love to Cynthia Bailey. Breakups are never easy. Divorce sounds awful. She seemed like she really loved Mike. So it's sad to see them parting ways. Their statement basically just said, like, we still love each other. We're still friends. Like, the standard stuff. Um, So we shall respect their privacy in this time of need. Okay, let's talk about another Real Housewives of Atlanta star, and that's Nene Leakes. So... Sadly, uh, Nene Leakes is revealing that her son Brent is currently recovering after suffering uh, after suffering a heart attack and a stroke. He's only 23 years old. TMZ was the first to report it the other day, and that was before I believe it was on Monday when they first reported it. Um, but now Nene's spoken out on her Instagram story, and she's addressing it. This happened about two weeks ago. I think it's heartbreaking. You know, I think it's awful. I can only imagine what it was like, you know, getting that phone call in her Instagram video. She was like, "It, you know, the condition that he was in and how I found out and when I found out. She said that it was all very tough. Um, and she just is praying for a speedy recovery. She just wants him to get better. She said that he is having a hard time. You know, his recovery isn't very smooth. Obviously, when you have a stroke, it does impair your speech and it impairs, you know, some of your abilities to do things. So she didn't get into too much detail other than it's been challenging. And I mean, listen, he's a young guy. So maybe there's hope that, like, we can repair some of the damage because he is so young. That Hopefully, you know, when you're a lot younger, your cells regenerate a lot quicker and you're able to bounce back a lot quicker. I don't I don't know what this looks like for him, but I just know it's it can't be easy and listen not to get a little crazy but like we've heard lots of things about you know myocarditis i mean i would suggest maybe listening to dr doc- to or not dr Will Cole, but max lugavir um i know joe rogan has had some really good episodes on it you know myocarditis has been a really big concern amongst young men um that are starting to suffer issues with You know, heart failure, heart attacks, strokes, blood clots, all of those things definitely tend to be, you know, more prevalent in the last year or so. So, you know, I just think... Listen, it's becoming a real part of the conversation, and I feel like we can't really not talk about it. It's been admitted to at this point that, I mean, it's a real concern, and I think we need to be aware of these things and make sure that we're taking appropriate measures and precautions and, you know, staying healthy and making sure that we take care of ourselves. And I think that's why it's so important to not just talk about the fluffy reality TV stuff, but also to have episodes like this where I have experts that come on. I've always been a big lifestyle wellness health junkie. So this has always been something that I've loved. I used to kind of dabble it into the podcast before, but it never really, people didn't really seem interested. But now I feel like people are more interested, especially when I connect them to what's going on in reality TV. So Listen, it's it's unfortunate what, what's happened. You know, I mean I also just saw in the news that, you know, now Pfizer has publicly and under oath admitted that they never tested out their product for efficacy. Like that is some scary stuff. That is a big admission. Um And listen, there are some real consequences to not properly testing things and to, you know, I think putting blank statements out there, like, you know a blanket statement of safe and effective a lot of things that we heard last year have not come to fruition or not not that they haven't come to fruition but they've been corrected or you know updated and the updates you know are are kind of alarming if you ask me that's just my personal opinion but listen i'm not saying that um i'm not telling anyone what to do or you know i'm just saying make the best choices for you be mindful you know it's important to ask questions it's important to dig into things if you're not 100% comfortable with something it's okay to say no um you know listen do do what you are do what you feel is comfortable for you i guess is all i'm going to say about that but you know it's okay to ask questions and it's okay to say no and i stand by that i think everyone has the personal choice to choose whatever they want to do however whenever they want their bodies. So now listen, I also don't want to like, um, make any assumptions that any of this has anything to do with Brent, or you know, with Nini's her son situation. I'm just saying that it's a story that's tragically becoming more and more common. And I think we just need to be more and more aware of these things. But I have nothing but love and well wishes to send to Nini and to her family. Uh, you know, well wishes to Brent. I'm You know, I can't even imagine how scary that must be for her as a mother. He's so young, he's 23 years old. I can't imagine. So, I'm sending them lots of love today. You know, I have nothing but love and good healing energy and a speedy recovery all to Brent and Nini and their family. So, and all the mamas out there, all the mamas send some love. All the mama mamas, all the mama mamas. mamas, all the baby mamas, all the baby mamas. All right, well, I do want to take a quick moment before we dive into the interview with Dr. Will Cole and Max Lugavere. I wanted to take a moment to send some love to my pals at Drink Simple. Drink Simple has a great line of maple water. It's refreshing. It's nutrient-packed. It's tree-based hydration with naturally occurring plant-powered electrolytes, prebiotics. There's no added sugar in it. And it's tapped directly from maple trees. So if you like alternative waters with maybe like a boost of hydration, I think maple water is definitely on my preferred list. I've especially been loving their sparkling maple waters. I have one out today. I have out the blackberry lemon which is actually really yummy. Um, I like to mix them in like a cocktail for a boost of hydration because I don't want to deplete my body. I want to make sure I stay hydrated, um, especially if people online want to call you thirsty. You know, it's always good to stay hydrated. And listen, it's also great. as just like a refreshing drink that feels my body and tastes yummy. So if you guys want to give Drink Simple a try, my favorite right now is their new tart cherry vanilla. That one I've been obsessed with. I think I might do a fun like cocktail recipe that I'll post on on the Instagram account. Maybe I'll do it like Housewives. Maybe Maybe we'll do like a Halloween Kills like Kyle Richards inspired or Jamie Lee Curtis inspired. Cocktail for Halloween. That may be kind of fun. So stay tuned for that. Um, if you guys want to try Drink Simple, I have them listed in my Amazon storefront. Um, Amazon.com slash shop slash Zach Peter. So if you want to give them a try, head over to Amazon.com shop slash Zach Peter, or you can just head to drinksimple.com. You can find out where you can find them in stores or online. Amazon, I think, is probably the easiest. That's why I put them in my Amazon storefront. I do have a whole Halloween collection. If you want to have a Halloween watch party for Halloween ends with Jamie Lee Curtis and with Kyle Richards. You can go and check that out. It's in my Amazon storefront, amazon.com slash shop slash Zach Peter. That's Z-A-C-K-P-E-T-E-R. And check out Drink Simple. Follow them online or just head to drinksimple.com. That's drinksimple.com. And thank you to Drink Simple for making this week's content possible. Let me know if you do want a cocktail recipe. I'll probably post one on the Instagram story, that, but that might be kind of fun. But anyway, yes, if you want to check out Halloween Ends and have a cute little watch party, let's do it. Mm. Ah. Culture, society, on every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Also, if you guys haven't watched, or well, it depends on when you're listening to this episode, but it drops on the same day that we have the new episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We have the reunion part 1. I got to see it early, so at the time you're watching this, I've already seen it. I thought it was I thought it was a good first part. It's not super high drama, which I actually kind of appreciated. I thought it was good, you know? I thought it We had some light, fun moments. We have Jamie Lee Curtis. One of the girls is in the hot seat. One of the women, if somebody corrected me on Twitter, one of the women is in the hot seat that I didn't really expect, that I used to think was like a really great housewife um, that I was kind of disappointed in at the reunion. But anyway, part one I think is good. It gets juicier towards the end of the episode. There's no Kathy in it. There's no Aspen talk. So to me, that was kind of refreshing. So I thought part one was juicy. It's Miss Juicy, baby. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys have a good weekend. I Well, we'll still have our regular Thursday night live. I won't be at BravoCon this weekend. I know lots of you will be. Have fun. Keep me posted on what tea you find. DM me your pictures and videos and the scoop that you're hearing at the panels. Let me know. Maybe we'll do, well, actually not maybe, on Monday's episode of the podcast, I'll probably do a BravoCon recap for you guys with, you know, what was going on. Maybe I'll have someone fun on, like Steve from Faces by Bravo. I'll have someone on to come in and talk BravoCon with me, but def, keep me posted if you guys are going and let me know how how it goes. All right, I love you guys. Now, here is my interview with Dr. Will Cole and Max Lugavere live from the biohacking conference at the Beverly Hilton. All right, guys, we are at the biohacking conference here in Beverly Hills, and I'm joined by two good friends and very badass biohackers themselves, both New York Times bestselling authors, both podcasters killing it on the podcast charts. Please welcome Max Lugavere and Will Cole. Dr. What up? What's up? Actually, welcome back, because you guys have both yes. been on the show, but it's hey, been years. Return guests. It's been way too long,
1: way too long. But, but oh, s- we're a duo. We're we're, we're going to
0: go on. Yeah. We're going to go on the road like this. Yeah, tag team. So well, you have a new book coming out. Yeah, talk to me about this new book, because I feel like it. Yeah. It may have gotten. It may have come from the heat of the last book, <laughs> yeah. Intuitive Fasting. I feel yeah. like people gave you gave this. you some crap. Yeah, we've talked all talked about this before. Yeah. Did so, you get canceled and that's why we had to write a book about <laughs> about gut feelings. Cool.
2: If I'm canceled, I didn't know about it. So,
0: but Trust me. me, of the three of us, you're the last person to get canceled.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called gut feelings. It's born out of my clinical experience. It actually had nothing to do with the last book and you know what happened with all of that. But uh it's just about the con- connection between mental health and physical health and how our brain is We like to separate mental health from physical health in our culture, but it's not. Our, our brain is a part of our body. I don't know if anyone knew that or not, but it is. And t- talking about a lot about how stress, shame, trauma, and even intergenerational trauma impacts my people, pe- people with autoimmunity, people that are struggling, struggling with different chronic health problems. So it's called Gut Feelings. comes out in March. It's on pre-order now. And Dr. Nicola Perra wrote the foreword, the holistic psychologist. He's brilliant. So I'm excited for it. You know, when you make a book, baby, and then there's this lag time between when you're done and when the book comes out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in that zone right now.
0: So the book's done? Oh, it's done, yeah. How long did it take you to write it? But two years. Two years. See, I actually like the concept of the book because, and I feel like we talked about this briefly. I struggled with eating disorders a lot in my teens and early 20s, even had to go into like a treatment center for bulimia, and I would fight with the dietitian. I'd be like, Max Lugavier said that this is the foods that are going to help me heal my body and that I shouldn't be eating donuts and cookies. And that was kind of just the philosophy. It's just like, make peace with donuts and cookies, and that's fine, and you'll be good with your body. And it was just such a weird paradox, and I was like, but... My way through it was by educating myself about nutrition and reading and interviewing doctors and experts and going to conferences like this where I actually learned about my body, what my body needs, what's going to fuel it, how sugar is addictive. And, yes, you can make peace with sweets, but it's not just about going to Dunkin' Donuts and being like, okay, I'm feeling sad, so I'm going to eat a pint of ice cream today, and that's going to make it all feel better.
2: Yeah. No, I I said recently that continuing to eat foods that— don't love you back, it's like staying in a toxic relationship and wondering why you're miserable. Mm. And I think that needs to be, and and avoiding foods that don't love you back isn't restrictive. It's not toxic diet culture. It's self-respect. And it's a backwards culture that calls something toxic diet culture to just have agency and awareness on what foods love us back and which ones don't. Yeah. And we love to have healthy boundaries about everything else. Let's apply this to food too as well. Damn, I would retweet the hell out of that. Oh, I've read your tweets. I retweet them often. You tend to
0: piss people off. I, I like do. it. So do I. I like um, it. For other reasons. It's because I'm bored usually. So, but you even have an interest. You've taken heat for like your calories in versus calories out sort of philosophy and how people just think like it's okay to eat donuts or it's okay to drink margaritas, which not that it's not, but like people are just like 100 calories or 100 calories and it's not that simple.
1: Yeah. I think we, we need to disentangle like the moral value of food from objective scientific truth. About food. Right. And in a in an obesogenic food environment, you know, I mean, we we can't forget context, right, when talking about this stuff. And the context is that we live in a sick culture, right? Sick society where 50% of people are not just overweight, but obese. And so foods that are hypo-satiating and hyper-palatable, those foods, I mean, you could you could build an argument around those foods being less than ideal, right? And also, in tandem with that, like if if we can't say that foods are bad, then we also, by that token, can't say that foods are good, right? So does that mean that broccoli's not good? salad isn't a salad isn't good, extra virgin olive oil isn't good. So you know, I feel like there is just a lot of this sort of like you know, for lack of a better term, woke thinking within the nutrition space. And you hear these platitudes all the time that food is food. There are no good or bad foods. Now, it's it's true to some degree that all foods right. can fit, right? But like all foods can fit if you're counting your calories, right? Because some of these foods are... They're so not satiating and they're so hyper palatable that they're hard to moderate our consumption of those foods, right? So if you're, ca- if you're using like an app or like a spreadsheet, yeah, you can make all foods fit. But that's not the way that I think most people want to live, right? right? Like most people don't want to be bound to a spreadsheet or to a
2: food tracking app.
0: Some people love spreadsheets and food tracking apps.
2: Yeah. I mean, my brother's a computer programmer. He loves spreadsheets <laughs> apparently, but. You know, they stress me out. They stress me out. Spreadsheets stress me out. I'm not good at them, but some patients do, but they're not the majority of people, for sure.
1: Yeah, and also, like, I, I totally understand um, that some people do have, like, this, this, uh, this pathologic sense that there is more, that foods have moral value, that there are, you know, that eating foods that are less optimal for their health, foods that don't love you back, as, as Dr. Cole said— that there's some kind of like moral value associated with that, that there's like guilt and shame associated with that. And so that, that's not positive. And I can understand that in those contexts, we need to kind of, again, disentangle um, those two sort of ideas. And, you know, and, and that's a very specific population. Right. But I think for the general population, it's important to, um, to preserve uh, definitions around <laughs> what foods are good for us and what foods are not as good for us.
0: What are your top genius foods that I should be eating every day, aside from the coffee that I guzzle or my wine line that I created? Your wine line, yeah, <laughs> dope. Um, I want to. I need to get a bottle. It, um, there's no sugar in it, and no it's sugar. low carb and it's low sulfite. That's amazing. I made sure to keep it clean. Well, I haven't
1: tried it yet. Amazing. I gotta. I, I mean, I, I imbibe occasionally. Um, yeah. <laughs> Grass-fed beef, avocados, eggs, I mean, those are sort of, I, I'm a big advocate for, like, whole foods, like minimally yeah. processed foods. I've become less, I will confess that earlier on, I was more interested in, like, macros and things like that. I think I've become um, more uh, convinced that protein is really, like, like a, a super important macro to focus on. But when it comes to carbs and fat, for me, it becomes less important. And yeah. what's what's more important is just making sure that your diet is by and large, minimally processed. That to me is like the most important thing.
0: But haven't you heard people shouldn't eat eggs? It's going to raise your cholesterol, Max.
1: Yeah, I mean, what Dr. Cole? I mean, you you do lab testing all the time. Have you seen that? Have you seen that people who eat eggs often have like cholesterol through the roof?
2: It can influence some people, and this is what I what I do, and what we all are advocates for is bio individuality, right? Some people, you will see their cholesterol levels be more influenced by dietary cholesterol. Some people, not so much, but then that's the oversimplification of the conversation of is total cholesterol even a good predictor for assessing cardiovascular risk. So then that's the, I think the reductive perspective of this conversation of, of cholesterol specifically of if it's above 200, then that's automatically bad back to what Max said. Context matters even with cholesterol. I know it's not sexy for social media, but it, it is really important to look at the context of a full comprehensive lipid panel. So eggs can be a completely par- healthy part of a, of a diet. The, I'll, say, I'll say this, completely independent of cholesterol, some people are sensitive to egg whites, the egg albumin, egg protein, egg whites. So I do have some patients off eggs, but it's not because of the cholesterol. It's because of they have a reactive immune system. And then we work on their gut health and can reintroduce it.
0: So you had a very ketotarian like, perspective or like philosophy when it comes to food. Has that changed since the book came out? Has it evolved in any way?
2: No, that was just me. That book was a resource for...
0: Jillian Michaels did not like that book.
2: Oh, really? Well, see again, it's like (laughs) Jillian Michaels or I can't... Who knows? Uh, Man, what's so funny about Jillian Michaels is her and I have the same book agent, literary agent. I know. So I need to to have a conversation with Jillian Michaels, apparently. (laughs) I'll set it up. (laughs) But, you know, what I was... If people... What's crazy about the books is that it's the old cliche of judging a book by its cover, they literally have done that with so many things that I've done. Because if they read the book, they'll say that I recommend a cyclical, flexible, check in with your body, intuitive way to use these tools. It's not all or nothing. So no, I haven't changed anything. I think it's a resource for people who want to eat that way.
0: Isn't that the whole point of book covers though? Is you're supposed to like be a little polarizing.
2: Maybe that's what maybe that's what we were trying Capture to do. Capture people's
0: attention hook them yeah piss some people off there's an off. Egg
2: avocado on the cover of that book and i i mean what can who what can, can hate an avocado an, an egg inside an avocado i mean to me it's like let's bring the people that's
0: together Too much that's fat like perfect
1: snack exactly
2: that's all i know
0: that's too much fat much fat too much fat, too much fat. Yeah. we should be eating kellogg's for breakfast yes not avocado and eggs <laughs> max you were just on rogan i was just on rogan yes just came
1: out this week actually two oh, days. how ago. did it go how was yeah, it yeah it was amazing He's, he's really uh, a treasure in many ways. Um, so easy to talk to, so disarming, asks amazing questions, so present. You know, like you really, like when you're with him, you really see very clearly right away why he's the best
2: at what he does, you know? I, I, I miss Fear Factor. Didn't yeah. he used to host Fear Factor? Yeah.
0: You can't be back. like think of Rogan and the first thing you think about is Fear Factor. <laughs>
2: it's not, but I miss Fear Factor. It's just a side note.
0: Isn't know. it still on? Or I feel like I, mean, I don't, I don't think no. so. I don't. Well, what obviously did, what he's did you not talking talk about it. on the podcast. I mean, you talked amazing. about Fear Factor. It was
1: like Fear Factor. No protein it was a, and bugs. It was a three hour long conversation which flew by. Yeah. Right? Like, did he make you smoke? He did not make me smoke. No, he did not. Make, <laughs> he offered me some really delicious coffee. I had some coffee, but no, I went into it completely sober, and um. And you know, I definitely had like anxiety, but I I generally have anxiety before I do like any any podcast. Um, and uh, and right away he was just like really like he made me feel really comfortable, and uh, and yeah, we talked about a lot of different things, but I think primarily it was a masterclass in um, in the topic of dementia prevention, which is my sort of number one passion. And we from there went into myriad different other areas, but um, but but primarily at least for the first half of the conversation, it was about like the risk factors for developing dementia, which includes Alzheimer's disease right. um, and sort of my stance on that. And then we talked about some common controversies in the field of nutrition. We covered the, uh, the food compass that was devised at Tufts university, which kind of has been going, people have been talking about it recently. I've definitely played a, a, a role in that. Um, and uh, yeah, so it was a, it was a wide spanning conversation, you know, really great. I felt like we had great chemistry and Yeah. I mean, he's just, he's great.
0: So, I do want to talk about dementia and Alzheimer's uh, because there's one case in particular. I cover a lot of like celebrity news, legal scandals. There's one in particular um, that involves a, a, a real housewife who's very polarizing in the news right now. And her husband had a very big law firm here in Los Angeles. And it's Erica Jane. Erica Jane. I watched Beverly Hills with my wife. See? I know, I know it. Will oh. knows. Dr. Will knows. Um, so, her husband. He it's been revealed that he was misappropriating client funds. And very quickly after that came out, he immediately went under a conservatorship and then was placed in an old folks home because they claim he developed Alzheimer's and dementia. However, there are interviews of him in October by the time he ended up in the assisted care facility. It was like January. So people are saying, how can Alzheimer's or dementia develop that quickly? Is that possible to develop it that quickly, or maybe there were some earlier signs?
1: Yeah, I don't think um, that would you would see that with Alzheimer's disease, but there there likely are other variants that have a more accelerated um, progression. Uh, but you know, I mean, I couldn't
0: just like I, I I'm not a medical doctor, so. But have have you heard of like cases like that where in three months yeah, you go from
1: no, no, to go to go from completely you know like having a hundred percent of your cognitive wherewithal to yeah. Like using dementia
0: as an excuse for um yeah, I know, <laughs> I mean, they did say three years ago he got into a car accident and had a traumatic brain injury, um but he was still practicing law up until maybe the scandal broke, his,
1: I mean, maybe he had a brain injury that we're not hearing about, maybe um you know, maybe he came off of some drug uh you know, and he's in withdraw- some kind of like with drug withdrawal, I mean, there's so many things that it could be,
2: yeah, um. But, yeah, I don't know. Typically, it doesn't pr- progress that fast. Have you? It doesn't. No, no, I would agree with that. And I obviously I don't know the ins and outs of that case or the situation. And that's kind of pop culture as a whole, right? You hear headlines. You hear facts.
0: But oh, the yeah. Insiders know f- fully the, in the ins and outs of the case. And yeah. And work that out um and i've covered that's part of the reason i get so much yeah. shit on twitter is i read all the court documents i interview okay, all the, the lawyers wow. and i understand yeah you've, i've changed a lot max since the last how do you want <laughs> <laughs> reading court i've documents. become i've become legally blonde Are now you gonna be a lawyer now Listen, I might Kim Kardashian. If you, yes. you don't have to go to law school, hey. now you can just study at home. Yeah, you could do that. She baby. passed the bar. A baby bar. That's amazing. I could see that for you. I don't know if I'd actually do that though. You'd be a fabulous lawyer. Mo- Imagine me fabulous. launching a line of skims and skincare and then also <laughs> getting people out of prison. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I think right. it's a thing. You contain multitudes. I can I can spar with words. I can do it in court. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, but what's your take on uh the Erica Jane stuff. Well, I don't as a, as a fan and I, as a
2: I don't know all the ins and outs of it. What I heard, my wife said that she knew she the Erica saw changes in her husband a long time ago, spoke up, and no one said anything. Right. So there could have been neurodegenerative Science. changes for a while, and that's typically what you see is sort yeah. of a decline over time. So. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's the case or not. If that's just the legal position, but yeah. it seems to be like that's the story. It also oh, seems also
1: like stroke, the possibility of something like that. That yeah. would be a right. more a, a more acute um, uh, explanation yeah. for those changes. But yeah, we with no other information, it's hard to say.
0: I also feel like there was like a, a need to protect his ego by trying to conceal certain things that he could continue to still right. practice law because right. he, and if
2: he's running the law firm, yeah. he may have. I don't know what he was doing. He might have just been
0: doing not very much actually. He was transferring funds out of client trust accounts to buy his wife earrings. <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> I need to know more about this. I don't know anything it's about it. It's actually this fascinating I when you when you dive into it. I actually it. live in LA. You should know this stuff. This I don't like, know. I don't I mean I watch. You like, used to do pop culture stuff though. No, never pop culture. Well no, you, what yeah. was your hosting
1: background then? Um it was like news and information. It was like nerdy, like, you know. Global, like you know, politics and the environment. It was never pop culture. Do you miss maybe that? a little bit, like a little bit sometimes? But there was always a sort of like impact aspect to it. It wasn't just like you know, it wasn't like this kind of stuff. This is you know? on
2: Al Gore's platform, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. When I when I did yeah. that, Al Gore. It was like a I did hosting on a, on a TV network that Al Gore started, but it was really like a news and information channel. Yeah, it wasn't you know, it was actually that's that's one of the reasons why I you know went into health because after that job. I didn't want to do pop culture reporting. And that, that's like the typical role for a host. Right. I was never intending on being that. Yeah. But that, sort of th- that was like my only kind of like career option after that gig ended. So I was like in this like career nader, And then that's when my mom got sick. And it was like that was one of the like low points of my life for so many different reasons. Um, but that's part of the reason why I became so obsessed and, and fixated on like, you know, scientific research and communicating it.
0: And that's when you did the documentary, right?
1: Yes, which, by the way, we finished. We're not, like, finished, finished. We still have to do, like, film stuff, like, you know, like, color correction, and uh, we're finishing animations and things like that. But we have, like, a locked picture, which means that the film is, like, basically done, edited. It's, it's amazing. We have a new name. It's called Little Empty Boxes. And uh, people can check out a trailer at littleemptyboxes.com. But it's, yeah, it's the first ever dementia prevention documentary. But it's, like... It's uh, it was initially going to be way more science heavy, and it's actually a lot more narrative, um, and and like character focused now. It's very emotional. It's sort of like the backstory to, you know, everything I do.
0: Smart marketing.
1: There you go. Yeah, I got to talk about it on Rogan. So I mean, that's like a great platform yeah, to like platform. reveal.
0: Are you going that. for that Rogan spot?
1: For the Rogan spot? Yeah. What's the, what do you mean the Rogan spot? To to have-
0: 200 million dollar Spotify listen I just signed with Spotify it's not a 200 200 million dollar <laughs> deal I, I'm coming for that paycheck though <laughs> but I got a much smaller contract and I'm very happy with it but is that like the goal because I'm coming I'm coming for that I want to come for the number one spot yeah but uh, I'm also greedy no I'm not <laughs> I'm I'm not really a competitive
1: kind of guy I am you are yeah I'm in not. a friendly way in a friendly way yes and it's in
0: always a loving supportive you know, way yeah. play for the fun and it's always fun to win yeah I like that. that
2: I, that's a congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Spotify. Yeah, that's amazing. that's amazing. Thank you. So you're now exclusively on Spotify?
0: Not exclusively. Um, it's a new sh- Oh, shit. Sh- two new shows that I'm doing um, with Spotify.
1: Dude, that's amazing. Brilliant. That is brilliant. Yeah,
0: Spotify's a great platform. It is a fantastic yeah, platform. Like we want someone to c- c- do pop culture. And I was like, I'm not Max Lugavere. I can do pop culture. <laughs>
1: there
0: you go. There you go. But congrats. It's amazing. Thank you. Um, Dr. Will, I'm curious what you think about Teddy Malenkamp. And her all-in program because that's gotten a lot of heat because it's very um, it's an accountability program where clients come they get a coach they have a diet plan that they have to follow it is very low calorie they have to check in by sending pictures of their food to their accountability coach that way they kind of stay on track she's gotten a lot of heat for because people say she's promoting eating disorders you've been hit with the same claim. What are your thoughts on calorie restriction and accountability coaches?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know her protocol or program to speak on. Jillian
0: Michaels does not like that either. Oh, yeah. Well,
2: (laughs) she's such a Karen, if I could say that. She really is. But every time I interview her, Karen, every time I interview her, we break press. Yeah, I mean, what does does she like except what she's selling? I think that's
0: she likes the Jillian Michaels Fitness app. Yeah,
2: she likes her stuff, but. Hey,
0: so I don't know
2: about Teddy Bellingham stuff. I don't like the cancel culture pile on. Right. I really don't like that. And I don't like the lack of context and people actually informing themselves. So I um, I can't speak on it, really, because I don't know about it. But I would say if it works for people, then, then great, right? So yeah. I, I think if she's getting people more... That if she's getting people healthier, if she's getting people to move their bodies, if she's getting people to be cognizant of the foods that they eat, that's good. Now there is a real thing as as, as far as Max said earlier of the context of un- disentangling food because I think there can be a lot of shame and obsession and orthorexia around foods. That's not what we're advocating for here. So if that's what if she's on board with just getting people healthy, then who's going to be against that? Who should be against that? Well said. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think, like, listen, health is very individualized, right? Whatever, what works for you is not going to work for somebody else. And I feel like we like to paint things as this is a good program and this is a bad program. And it's like, what's a good program? Going to fucking Planet Fitness and getting pizza on Fridays after your workout? Like, it, I mean, whatever works for you, works for you. And if you get motivated by the free pizza yeah. on Fridays, then. And didn't
2: Jillian Michaels host, what was she on? was she a trainer
0: for? Oh, um, biggest, biggest Loser.
2: loser yeah. Yeah, I mean that, I mean, I knew that. was that <laughs> was I, that was pretty extreme. I mean, could that be criticized what they did there? And I mean, oh yeah, I'm sure. But who who knows? I, I what can I what can I say?
0: I feel like you should have her on the podcast. Yeah,
2: I mean, I would ha- love to have a conversation with her.
1: I actually, I'm I'm grateful for the plethora of voices that we have in the yeah. wellness in the wellness. We world. need it. Yeah, we need it. I mean, I it was my my entry point back in the, you know, way early on was muscle rags, you know, when I first became interested in fitness and nutrition. And we know now that – I know now that they're all essentially, you know, fronts for supplement marketing, right, yep. like supp- supplement marketing dollars. But nonetheless, like, I'm grateful at the time that they caught – they piqued my interest enough to to hook me into this lifestyle. Yeah. Which I'm going to – that I, you know, I was I was fascinated with and I became super passionate about back then. And that's a passion that's going to continue for the rest of my life. So, yeah – It's is it the best quality information? No, but like being immersed in the in the field and like developing a critical lens, you kind of realize that you don't hate them for it. Yeah, it's like they are what they are. You know, same with like diet books with covers that might not like you know speak to you necessarily. Like it's not for you perhaps. But there's like I'm grateful that we live in a time where there's the internet, where there's you know like book deals are given to really smart people with lots of value to add and and it just allows different poison points of entry you know for for people no matter where they are in with their health i think it's great i think it's great i think like if if there's anything that we can do it's to encourage critical thinking yeah um which which i try to do with my platform
0: yeah and one thing that I love that you do, but that I feel like we need more of is being able to not necessarily see eye to eye on certain topics and to be able to like work through them and have conversations and yeah. poke into them because that is what the premise of sci- like science, I always say science is not math. Math is two plus two equals four and it's always going to equal four. Right. But With science, we're meant to question things. We're meant to kind of explore things and test things. I love to be a guinea pig and, and trial these, you know, different trends out and see what works and what doesn't work and, and kind of just share my experience that people can learn through me. But I, I feel like we do need to get into a place where it's not so polarizing if I'm right you're wrong and let's fight on Twitter about it
1: yeah and the worst people um I think in the space actually ironically are (laughs) can sometimes be the ones that are like the PhDs or the experts you know because they they portray science as this thing that they own yeah you know like what could you possibly know if you don't have about nutrition and health if you don't have like credentials after your name yeah I mean, especially in the field of nutrition, which is endlessly complex and something that like data can only take you so far and the quality of nutrition studies in general tends to be pretty shitty, you know, like, I mean, that's just like the general tenor within the nutrition, you know, science, science space, right? Like it's, it's horrible when you come across those kinds of people online, right?
0: Well, I mean, even some journalists that think that they're PhDs and, and scientists, like I worked in, I sort of still work in that world, but I remember... There was like one piece that I had to write for a really big publication and they were like, "Okay, but we want to make sure you have an MD attached to the article, too, which I know has been an issue because I've tried to work with you on on articles for other publications. And they were like, no, Max isn't, you know, he's not an MD or even DOs they wouldn't bring on or DCs they wouldn't bring on, which was interesting. But so I remember there was one article that I was writing about. Um, How one of the instrumental things that I did that helped me with my eating disorders was stop weighing myself and just go based off of how my body feels, how my clothes feel, how I feel. Um, Obviously, you know, weight can go into, you know, can contribute to health and with your doctor. They can keep track of that. But I knew for me at the time, it wasn't healthy because I would become so obsessed with the number. And so they're like, okay, bring in an MD that can comment on it that has experience with that. I was like, okay, cool. Sure. Had one. Dr. Jess who we did the Chicago event with. Yeah, yeah. Who's her. great. Love her. And she's an empty. and so I had her comment on, you know, uh weight, scales, eating disorders, that sort of stuff, right? um and then i submitted the, the piece to my editor and then they were like yeah we're gonna cut her entire interview because we saw something she posted on social media that said that she didn't believe in the efficacy of the uh like face masks and because of that you know we're deciding to cut her out of the piece altogether no way from yeah. something
1: she posted on social media completely unrelated completely
0: unrelated wow. completely unrelated and then i had to go back to her and be like I'm sorry you're not getting featured yeah. in this publication after all because I think oh, everyone And they ran the story without an expert in it because they would rather Wow.
2: I think everybody is afraid. I think this is part of it. I think a lot of different outlets are afraid of being canceled number 1. And I think number 2 it is this virtue signaling yeah. that happens and it's this sort of elitist religious it's almost like the modern day yeah. zealot religious sort of uh Attitude. Yeah. Because the church did that historically, canceled people, shut people down, and now it's just the church of the secular that's doing the same thing. Wow, yeah, well said.
0: It was just interesting. And to me I almost got the impression. to me I was kind of like, but you're an editor. And like, sure, maybe your your focus is in nutrition, but you're an editor that's judging an MD who you said you need to have in this article because well, the, the MDs right are, the, are, the, are, credible, MD. are the credible yeah. ones, right? Yeah, you can only have an MD. And yeah. so this MD had an opinion that she shared on her social media. And you're like, no, I don't believe in that. And...
1: I mean, that's like a whole other rabbit hole, right? Yeah, yeah, how, yeah, Like how like corporations and whatever, like there's like this virtue signaling th- thing now where like... Everybody wants like, you know, diversity and inclusion is so important, which it should be, it, it, you know, it, it absolutely should be. But what you actually, when you peel back the layers of the onion, what you see is that, you know, nobody actually wants diversity of thought. Right. They just want the most superficial version of diversity. Mm-hmm. It's not actually like, okay, we want people with different like perspectives and points right. of view, right? Like, because as was the case with Jess, clearly, you know. She had a, a, a an opinion on something that fell outside, and she's a medical doctor. Yeah. who's? I mean, she's not entitled
0: to have an opinion on that. Who is, right? Right. So but, crazy. So crazy. Yeah. So do you have more of the Rogan-style approach in your podcast interviews? Like, you kind of want to have people on that don't necessarily agree with you, or that can kind of just come in and, you know... Learn yeah. different perspectives.
1: I like having people that have different uh, perspectives than me on the podcast. I've had people that, that lean more plant-based, but what I, for example, and I'm, you know, I'm definitely like an, an omnivore and I, I advocate as such, but, um, but I don't, you know, if, if people, it depends on like where, it depends on their, 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 their intentions and their motivations and like what's driving their bias and can they be, are they going to be upfront about their
0: bias? yeah.
1: Um, that's something to me that's that's really important. So yeah, I mean, I, I think it's important to to expose when you have a platform to expose your audience to a diversity of viewpoints but um, but the problem is that nutrition is one of these weird fields it's It's kind of unique among sciences where people everybody you know f- feels so um, strongly they identify so strongly with their dietary choices that it's it's almost like a religious like ideology for them, right yeah. like as will kind of alluded to, but like you know, people who are like carnivores, they feel like there's almost like a religious fervor yeah. around their Some's dogma their, for them. Yeah, their dietary beliefs, and and that's certainly true with, with vegans. Unfortunately, you know,
0: you love to fight with the vegans. Yeah, but you know,
1: I'm I'm actually like vegans like ve- vegans like have a have a you know they disagree with me. Carnivores disagree with me. Like the evidence based like credentialists, because I'm not a part of that cult. They love to hate on me. Like the paleo people, but. Among all of the different diet cults um, or cults in general that are out there that, that are sort of associated with the t- kinds of topics that I cover, vegans tend to be the most vitriolic. You know, they're the most aggressive. And I, I think that's ironic. It's I don't understand it.
2: Who would be number two? I would say RDs would be number two. RDs can be pretty... They're pretty... They can be prickly, yeah. 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 Vegans and RDs are probably the meanest people on social media. Yeah.
0: Which, registered dietitian, right? Yeah. 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 No, I remember when I was in treatment, my, yeah. my RD was not... Well, funnest you- person to, yeah. to go into my meetings with. I mean, and granted, listen, I, you know, my train of thought wasn't in the healthiest place, but I was like, no, but I want to learn about why these things actually work. And for her, it was more like, this is the system that we use. This is the blanket. You come in here, you eat your donuts. Yeah.
2: And it's interesting when intuitive fasting came out, how many RDs? Messaged me privately and said I agree with everything you're writing about but I can't say it because the same thing that we're talking about here If it's not the right opinion The industry will and this this is their industry and media being their industry. It's like the one allowed talking point any deviation is Shut down. Yeah
0: So do you guys like that podcasting has now Kind of opened that up so that you can have your own platforms and, and be able to build your own Well, you're with your media, right? Yeah, you're independent, right? Right so, but there is, you know, flexibility to kind of, you're in control of your content. Nobody's really directing you or telling you what you have to put out there.
1: Nobody. I don't know how it is for you. but yeah, I, Nobody. Yeah.
0: And I
2: I applaud Dear Media, and they're actually for the little old thing called freedom of speech. Yeah. I don't know why it's so scary or controversial. Yeah. But they have a diverse group of opinions on there. Yeah. And I can say whatever I want to say.
0: No, I love Dear Media. I wanted to sign with Dear Media before Spotify, but... I, I like them. I like the variety of shows that they have. I like the variety of opinions. I love Michael and Lauren. They're great. They're great. You did Skinny Confidential, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I love both of them. They're awesome. I've been on Skinny Confidential twice now. And then I most recently was on uh the Dream Bigger podcast.
0: Ah. Which is also
1: a Dear Media show. Yeah. Yeah. They get great talent. Like I mean all the all the hosts that I've interacted with on that network are they're all great, really great at what they do.
0: Are you still doing stuff with Goop?
2: Yeah. We just had an event the other night. At the Brentwood store.
0: Yeah, the Ah. next
2: book will be with Goop Press as well.
0: I saw that. Yeah. And it comes out in March? March, March 21st. Do you have another book coming out? No, not at the moment. We have what? Genius Foods, (laughs) Genius Foods, Genius Foods Cookbook, Genius Life, right? Yeah, it's my trilogy.
1: I do want to. And that's do another it. Book. You're
0: start. You're. Are you going to be like Star Wars and come up with another trilogy? And I don't think. I think you know. Episode one, two, and three.
1: It's funny you bring up Star Wars because I'm such a s- film buff. I actually like the fact that my books are, like that. That I have a trilogy, <laughs> and I don't for you don't that reason. Don't mess it up. Yeah, I don't want to mess it up. Yeah. I don't want my. I don't. I feel like I don't want my next book to be a genius title because I feel like my the trilogy is like perfect as it is.
0: What's the next trilogy then?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know yet. My. I mean, my agent is wanting me to. You know, they're asking you to write
2: it. books before your book's even out. What's the next one? What's the next? I'm sure they, they're yeah, buying b- b- no. you for that.
1: Yeah, they are. I don't know yet what I want to write about. You know, because I, I feel like everything I do, I'm, I'm, I'm guided by, like, my, my you know, what draws me and what I'm, like, genuinely curious about and what I want to, like, you know, spend the next two years of my life exploring. And um, And certainly there's a lot, like, still left to be said for me in the world of health and nutrition. But, yeah, when it comes to, like, like the book like the title or whatever like i haven't yet haven't given it too much thought i've been really enjoying the podcast thing like i love the 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 feedback loop you know like i put up i record an, an episode that i'm really proud of that i'm super psyched about the next week it goes up i get the feedback like that kind of like immediate feedback loop is so gratifying for a content creator so i've just been loving that the podcast has been growing like crazy it's called the genius life and um and yeah, and then I'm working on, the, on my documentary, Little Empty Boxes, which is... Is like,
0: there a time frame when that's supposed to come out?
1: No, we don't yet have a distribution plan in place because there's a number of different avenues we can go. So we're right now waiting to see like what the response is from like the film festivals. Um, so I'm, I'm optimistic because we have a great film, but you know, that's not something that I can control. So ultimately, we're happy to do both. We're happy to do either like a traditional theatrical release or... Um, Or like an over the top like streaming release on like one of the platforms, or a completely independent release. So it just depends, like on the kind of feedback that we get. But regardless, we're going to have a big launch at some point, probably next year.
0: Okay. And Dr. Will, you have Ketotarian, you have Intuitive Fasting, now you have Gut Feelings,
2: and and the inflammation spectrum. Oh, and the inflammation spectrum right now. Child, yeah.
0: So, was that your trilogy?
2: Yeah, that was my trilogy. I'm messing my trilogy up right now. And I thought about that too. I'm like, God, three is like such a good number, but you know, hey. Well, you you you
0: had intuitive fasting, and then now you have gut feelings that, you know, the third one can also be controversially in the diet category.
2: Yeah, exactly. We'll see. We'll see. I love writing, it's a lot of fun. Same as Max, though. I'm excited about the podcast, the conversations. I'm newer my solo podcast, so this has been fun for me to see the reaction and the conversation that that it brings.
0: That's the art of being well.
2: The art of being well, yeah. Every Monday and Thursday. I'm two days a week. Are you two days, two days a week? I'm one. Yeah, I'd like to increase it, but... Um, it's a lot of work. It's oh, a lot.
0: Work. I do three a week and wow. two live streams, yeah. Oh, wow.
2: I just Dear Media just told me that I'm the only podcast on Dear Media, other than the Skinny Confidential, that's two days a week. Yeah. So, hey, I don't know what that
1: means, but... Mm good i think the the hurdle for me are is really the the intros that i do not the interviews i could do two a week if it were if i were just putting up intros uh, or uh interviews like rogan style yeah but because i record the intros and we have like brand obligations to our sponsors and things like that that's the part that actually
2: i agree with you that's yeah, the harder
1: part is the more difficult part yeah,
2: yeah. really yeah i agree with that interviews are easy, but they have to go back and have to do all of the other extra stuff. It's I mean, po- possibly it's because I produce my own
1: podcast. So if I was able to outsource that, I produce my own audio, the yeah. audio of my show. So it's, you know, it's just like a lot of work. It's not like that much work, but yeah. it's, you know, it's, that's sort of the limiting factor. We've started doing one additional episode a month. So like the first mon- or yeah, Monday of every month, we're doing a bonus episode. So at this point, it's like five episodes a month.
0: Okay. Which is, yeah. I mean, it works for me for now. It works. The audience love it. Yeah, loves it. And would you ever consider doing it tw- twice a week? It's a lot of work.
1: I would. Yeah, I, I definitely would because I love it. It's like I'm, you know, it's uh, my favorite
0: thing that I do. Like I love the podcast. It's so and you're great. great at it. Thank you. You both are. Thank Congrats. So They're both very successful podcasts. Um, I can't wait to listen to the Rogan interview. Oh man. I have to do Rogan in doses though, because I can't sit and listen to a three hour no, it's, straight it's like a, to can. one so I break it up into like workouts. love it so as I'm like working out, I'll be listening to a podcast it's uh eighteen seventy
1: I think is the episode number. It just came out this week. I don't know when you're putting this up, but yeah, it was like I'm getting really good feedback on it, so super super grateful for that That's exciting
0: there you go. Now you need to write another. Now you need to have. You need to when you go on Rogan, you need to make sure you're you're marketing a product that you're Dude,
1: promoting. Your lips to God's ears, but I'm the worst at that. I'm just you know, I'm in it for like I, I get off like creating creating content. I'm not like a you know businessman or like you know I'm I'm more of a content creator than yeah. I am an entrepreneur. I've had to learn how to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, but my passion is in filmmaking it's in writing it's in creating like instagram posts as trite as that may seem it's in like putting out a good podcast episode it's like that's my passion you're all you're on tiktok right
0: you guys are on tiktok
1: yeah i'm on it but i just kind of like cross post my instagram stuff
0: that's i don't know how much i love tiktok though because the audience on tiktok is a lot younger (laughs) 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 they're
2: not as nice (laughs) Yeah, i'm too old for tiktok yeah i'm trying it out but you have good instagram reels though thanks man
0: i like your instagram reels I love doing Instagram reels. Well, thank you guys for for coming back. On thank you, exactly. yeah. man. Gee, for been a long us. time. I think the first time I had you on was when you were promoting the documentary originally. Oh, I think my that's God. how we connected. Yeah, and then you did it a couple more times after that. And then, wow! Hey, history. Thanks for having us. I appreciate yep, it. Yep, you're the man. Well, we are at the biohacking conference. Is there anything that you feel like you really loved on the exhibit floor and the speakers? Any token that you're leaving did the, the, the brain conference brain with? Tap. Oh, I loved the My brain team tap.
2: Told me I need to. Do it. I t- tried it out. I really loved the brain tap. This is not sponsored by brain tap.
0: Not yet. It? No, what is it, Max? Yeah, you it's need amazing. to do the brain tap. What what I just did it right before taping this.
2: A, I'm gonna butcher this. Oh, this so is did like you? A confluence of yeah. light, binaural beats, meditation, yeah. heat, light. I mean, it's wow. amazing. It's I thought like, like meditation experience. on crack.
0: Yeah, you have your eyes and the lights and the ears.
2: The somatic. It supports the parasympathetic. Yeah system of the body so i'm excited to keep trying it
0: i'm gonna go check it out you have to what did you really love at biohacking
1: this um year? well i just i love the audience for yeah. one like i love the people that are here
0: every time i see you people are like can I take a selfie can I take a selfie yeah i mean that's pretty cool that's fun <laughs> the, justin with the... the justin bieber of biohacking i just bieber. found out he did a, co- a concert here <laughs> hey well on the roof this is the real jb right there here. you go it was live told. it's on netflix right yeah that thing yeah there yeah. You yeah. Go. genius life on the roof of the beverly the roof. hilton
1: yeah, no, I mean, I've always loved Dave's conferences. Like, they're always so much fun. There's really nothing else, I feel like, in the U.S.
0: like yeah. them.
2: Um, great audience. Really positive community, too. I mean, they're so diverse, eclectic group of just, they're all coming from different walks of life within wellness as well. Really is, it's positive, yeah. positive community here. And all you can drink, danger coffee. Yeah. yeah, That's dangerous because on- I can drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm hopped up on danger coffee right now
0: two cups yes likewise thank you guys social handles to plug or anything else you want to plug before we wrap uh just at max lugavere on instagram
2: and my podcast is called the genius life
0: Check all it podcast out. platforms all podcast platforms
2: yeah i'm at dr will cole dr will cole, dr will cole.com and
0: the art of being well podcast there we go thank you guys thank you brother thanks man all right guys thank you so much for tuning in Hopefully you enjoyed that interview. I know I did. I love Max. I love Dr. Will. I've known them for so long. I would love to do a collab with them on their podcasts soon. So stay tuned for that. Don't miss my interview with Sheena Shea. Well, yeah, I guess it was my interview with Sheena Shea. She's not on my show, but I'm actually doing her show. So tune into Shenanigans with Sheena Shea, available on all podcast platforms. Thank you, Sheena, for having me on the podcast, guys. It drops on Friday. I will see you for Thursday Night Live. Um, Yeah, so I will talk to you guys later. Give me a follow at Just Plain Zach if you want to keep up with me. Follow the show at No Filter with Zach if you want to keep up with all the latest reality TVT. Be sure to subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. Smash the like button on your way out if you enjoyed it. And hopefully you left me some good comments below if you're listening to this on Apple. Thank you guys so, so much. I really appreciate all the love in the reviews. I mean, my heart was exploding with how much support I got from you guys. So thank you for leaving me those five-star reviews. Thank you for having my back and just supporting me. I couldn't have, I wouldn't have any of this without you. And I can't tell you enough how grateful I am and how much I really love and appreciate you guys. So thank you. I love you. I will talk to you soon.